Yo, yo, yo. Smack your rollie, or well, grab your rollie, protect your rollie, and whatever it was. Crime time, crime time, whatever. Anyway, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another exciting episode of the Open Mic Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Mike D. As we always do, another cold opening. Uh, I was on Twitter, and uh, you know, I'm with the three guys that on, I'm on the three guys that's on, three guys on podcast. And um, they put me on to this dude named J.L. Kavon. And um, he does a wonderful Trump impression. Um, he did one on Easter, this co-opening. I may not say his name right, but make sure you follow him at J.L.K. Vaughn. Uh, that's J-L-C-A-U-V-I-M. That's the at sign. At sign J-L-C-A-U-V-I-N. I probably didn't say his last name correctly. But um, we're going to play a, a clip of him right now. Christ, whose full name, you know, he was... He was Jewish, so his full name might have been like Christowitz, but God rose him from the dead on a holiday we now call Easter. Not a lot of people know that, but it's it's called Easter. It's when Jesus and the two Corinthians met the Easter bunny and came back from the dead. So, you know, it's a beautiful story, very important for the Christians like me. And I have decided, I'm announcing today, we are going to bring back the economy on Easter Sunday. Because God, who, to be honest, is, you know, he's a good God. He's done some, some strong things. Some, let's be honest, his record is, like, not so great, though. Uh, he brought one guy back on Easter Sunday. And it was his son, so it was kind of, like, biased. But we're going to bring back the entire economy on Easter Sunday. And at that point, I think, basically, I'm better than God. So when we do it, we're going to do it toughly. We're going to do it with great compassion, great strength, tremendous strength, and also toughness. Easter Sunday, we're going to put it on pay-per-view. God versus Trump. Who brings back more people? On Easter Sunday, we're doing it. I'm going to fire Fauci probably on Good Friday, and they call it Great Friday for Trump. And that's it. So let's do it. Let's get <laughs> perfect health. Let's get back to work. Jesus Christ, not as good as Trump. You say my name. My name is Deja Brown, and you're listening to the Open Mic Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another exciting episode of the Old Mike Radio Podcast. Put your hands on your hip. Welcome, welcome to the Open Mic Radio Podcast. Podcast, 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 podcast. Yeah. Gotta I just finished up a wonderful interview with this next guest that I'm about to have on this evening, this morning, tonight. Or whatever you, wherever you are, where wherever you may be listening to this podcast, at, I'm I'm adjusting the levels. I don't know why I'm adjusting the levels. I don't know why I'm adjusting the levels while this is going on. But yeah, no, this other episode of my radio podcast. I just finished up this interview with my homie, um, this next guest, Glenn Lawrence, Matt Guinea, Level Up Comedy Zone, creator, producer, host, headliner, closer, whatever you want to say, yo. Talking about the pandemic. I don't know if I'm too loud. If I'm too loud, y'all, y'all turn y'all phone down. Just a smidgen. Turn it down just a smidgen. It's a smidgen. Turn it down for a smidgen, smidgen. Smidgen, 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 smidgen. Smidgen, smidgen. I wish I had like another iPad so I could set up my, my what you call it, my uh, soundboard. I need a soundboard, an extra soundboard for my soundboard. Do I have a soundboard on my soundboard? 
I bet you I got a soundboard on my phone. Um, soundboard. I need a soundboard, 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 a soundboard on my phone, on my phone, so I can play music on my phone and also make the big boom sound, boom, 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 boom. As you can see, I'm really excited. It's really um, time is it? It is 12:55 in the afternoon. Recording this podcast. I'm not going to take up too much more of y'all time. We're going to get ready to get this thing started. So get you a cup of water, get you a sip. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be fun chopping up with my man. Let me go here. Greg Stevens, talk to him. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Greg Stevens, a.k.a. Black Mayonnaise. You're listening to the Open Mic Podcast. Yeah. That was my homie, Greg Stevens. Actually, I just got off the phone with him. I just was on the phone with him the other day. And we were just chopping up. You know, this pandemic has made me not want to talk to too many people. I haven't talked to too many people. I not not want me to want to talk to people. Made me want to talk to people that I haven't talked to in a long time. And I talked to Greg. We used to talk every day, but this because of this pandemic, we don't get to, we don't get to talk to each other, each other that much. I was bragging about this air fryer that I got. I put some lamb in an air fryer, yo. Let me tell you something. If you got an air fryer, throw some lamb in that bitch. My friend told me about the air fryer. She showed me that she put some lamb in it. I immediately wanted an air fryer. Threw some lamb in that bitch and man, delicious. Delicious. Did I tell you that that air fryer, <laughs> that air fryer lamb is, um, is, um, delicious? And I didn't like fry it. I used the, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't air bake. What was the air boil? Uh, yeah, I think I went air boil. Sort of like, it's sort of like air frying, but it's not, you know, it's not. <laughs> but, um, welcome everybody. We're getting ready to um, bring in my guest. I could be a little bit more professional and call him, stop the recording, and then call him, right? But you know I'm not going to do all that. No, I'm just going to call him right now because he already knows. I just finished talking to him, so he already knows what it is. So here we go for the interview in my Rachel Maddow voice. My Rachel Maddow voice, the interview. Hello? Yo, what up, man? Hey, what's going on? Oh, give me one second, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I want y'all to, um, I got my man on the phone that, like I said, I could be professional. I could have stopped the recording, called him, prepared him that this was what happened, but we just did the interview. I want y'all to start clapping right now for Level Up's own creator, producer, host, headliner, closer. He's not the ticket master, but he also does a lot of other stuff. Start clapping right now for my big homie, my good friend in comedy, one of the Autobots of comedy, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Guinea, Glenn Lawrence, everybody. What's up, dude? Hey, what's going on, man? What's, should I should I wait? You know, it's weird. I haven't done comedy in a while, so I'm not used to waiting for applause. Am I, should I wait for the applause? Oh no, no, <laughs> you you won't hear it till after you um like you listen to the podcast back. You're like, oh man, he did throw an applause in there. Yeah, I have a I have a soundboard. <laughs> I have a soundboard. I think yeah, you've been here before. I have a soundboard, so I have a soundboard here. And um... I'm I'm a frequent visit, or I was a frequent visitor to Mike Conda before the quarantine. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I mean, we just, you know, you just got to self quarantine for until twenty twenty one, man. We, you could be back over. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. What's going on, man? Thanks for thanks for having me on. Thanks for giving me a call. Appreciate it. Good to hear your voice. Hey, man. It's good seeing. You. Hey, look, it's good seeing you. Uh, we just wrapped up your. Um, you're doing a new project. We'll, we'll get to that a little bit. Just wrapped yeah. up this um, this project and um, and. Uh, and basically, we're doing. We're, this is like a twofer, as they say in the um, porn industry, a twofer. But this is a twofer. A double up, as Nipsey would say. Yeah, we're doing a double up, you know, or as, or as Mace and Betha would say, uh, <laughs> double up his album. And um, you, we just, I just did your show, and now we're doing mine. Um, this is the part where I like to give people their flowers while they're upright and not laying sideways. Um, Glenn started doing comedy. I met Glenn uh, maybe a couple of years ago, maybe two years ago, whatever. And um, it was over at the Goat. And uh, I met Glenn, and um, he was talking. And, and I don't normally have instant connections with, with like new comedians or new people that I meet. I normally uh, I have this thing where I look angry, and people assume that I'm angry, but I'm not. It's just the way that my face look. I also had a fat face, so I could tell why people think I look angry. My face was droopy. I look like a little pit bull in the face. And um, and we and he <laughs> asked me a lot of questions. And then he started coming to some of the shows, like when I was at the draft house and stuff. And I'm like, man, this dude is cool. He all right and everything. So we end up becoming real close. You know, he's, he knows my kids and everything. Besides all that, he started a comedy um, production company called um, Level Up Comedy. And to see where it started from 
to to where it is right now, not right now, but where it was before the pandemic, man. I just want to let you know that I'm extremely proud of you. Um, it was a lot of hard work, and you know, it's a testament to you and your whole team, you and Stephanie, and the whole team of Level Up Comedy for what y'all done. And I, I've seen y'all like behind the scenes doing shows, and Stephanie has a camera and a cell phone, DJing and collecting money. And you're like running back and forth hosting. Hey, and, listen, don't give up, don't give up all the all the secrets to the to the trade. But yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> man, it's like I appreciate. I'm like, yo, I, I I swear, I need like one more member. Like we have four people on Broken Mike Comedy, and and, and in, in any given moment, it's just like two of y'all doing a lot. <laughs> well, you know, one of one one of uh, you know, uh, Zubin used to help us out a lot, and then he uh, wanted to go his own way. So you know, shout out to him, you know, because. Um, we started doing uh, shows back in the day when I first started doing comedy. He's the first person who was like, hey, man, you want to do a show with me? Well, I take that back. Alex Starr was the first person who was like, oh, he was mad funny. And then I started, um, Shout out to Alex you know, help, help. Yeah. <laughs> so, I start, so he, you know, he's helped out a lot of people and he, he helped me. It kind of got my footing, you know, because when you're first doing this, you don't know if you, if you got if you got lightning in a bottle, if you got something. So sometimes just having somebody saying, hey, man, I, I, I believe in you, which, you know, he was one of the first persons to to do that. And then through that, I met Zubin. And then through Zubin, we started doing shows together. He was the first person who was like, we should we should actually just put on our own show together. And then it kind of set off like a light bulb, like, oh, man, like, maybe, yeah, like, I could just do this. You know what I mean? Um, so that was kind of the, you know, the match that started it. And I will give you a shout out because you know, you were one of the first persons, um, you know, uh, major comedians um, in the scene to to lend your vocal talents, to lend your comedic stylings, to le- level up comedy and allow us to grow. You know, you were one of the first people to to do one of our shows. You and like uh, Eddie Lyles and um, a lot of uh, a lot of different people. So it like there's been a lot of uh, the older heads who have helped us grow, and I appreciate that. It was funny because you gave us some. Uh, advice and you're just like ah nobody takes it like whatever yeah. and then when i took it i felt like you were like oh well maybe i'll be your friend now <laughs> <laughs> well yeah man um i've learned I've, I've learned that um not to give advice so you know not to give jewels i always joke i'm like yeah man this is the last jewel i'm going to give you like no mike stop playing you <laughs> you can give me more jewels like man i'm good on jewels but um you um y'all did something that um like i don't brag about often i don't brag about it but it was like you um, he had a headliner who's a major headliner by the way like he travels all over the country and um, he couldn't make the show and um, you was like yo I need you to fill in and, and do his time <laughs> yeah and um, and and I was like man that was an honor at the same time I'm like man those people must be really disappointed who bought tickets to expect him and then you get little old me <laughs> like hey guys <laughs> no and that was a great show you had I remember you had a good time you had a great set we all Everybody had fun. There was a there was a good number of people out there, and nobody was disappointed. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you you came. They might have been expecting, you know, um, uh, traveling headliner, but what they got was fire. What they got was some <laughs> a stay at home headliner. Just like yeah, I'll they stay got at a home. stay at home. <laughs> but no, it was a you know that was that was great that you came in and 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 you held it down like that. And you know, I didn't have any you know question or thought or worry that that wasn't going to happen. But when you came in and did it, it's just like, man, this feels really great, you know what I mean, to have an idea of how something's going to work out, and then it comes true, and then it and then it works out. You know, I can't, I can't be anything but happy in that case, and it's, it's really appreciative that you know you were willing to come out and, and do it. That was a fun time. I, you know, going back, I kind of miss those times. Like, oh man, I miss, I miss that. I miss that initial like oh, is this going to work out type of angst, you know? And then and then you go out there, you get on stage, and it happens. That's that's the thing that's kind of great about comedy. It's like you have this great idea, you know, or this idea that you think is great. It makes you laugh, makes you giggle. And you mm-hmm. tell it to a friend, they laugh, they giggle. But then, you know, it's like, all right, well, that, those are people that I know. Obviously, we have the same type of mindset. What's going to happen when I go to just a random full room uh, of strangers yeah. and say the same thing and then it works out and then you're like oh okay so I'm on to something so I'm not I'm not just crazy in my head but um, yeah to see the whole thing come out and to have you lend your talents to it that was that was cool and and now here we are you know yeah we we, we just out here you know? we just out here and I, you know you 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 know 
you self quarantine. I'm at home trying to figure out if I'm going to put on underwear today. It just it's just weird how things just, <laughs> just, it just it just changing. Yeah. You know. It's, hey, listen, I keep looking at my hair and I'm just like, oh man, this is. But what it's it's it went from uh, it went from being nice, well cut, well maintained mm-hmm. to there's a struggle phase. So I went through the struggle phase. Yeah. And it's like now I'm going through the struggle phase, getting to the promised land. You know where I could do like the twist ups. And you can do more, but there's a lot. Like, listen, when you get older, the struggle phase is a lot longer when you're growing out your hair. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a whole process that um that I was like when I was growing my hair out, and it just stops growing. And you, but you still have to you mm. still have to do the maintaining of like uh like mm. you got to keep it cut and everything. You, you, you're, you're still doing the main. And that was my biggest fear is like yo. Did my hair stop growing? And and at this point now, <laughs> I'm developing a, a bald spot. Like it got to a certain length, man. Like you you, mm. you have a nice you know you know. And I'm trying to figure out the right way to say this. You have a nice um, head of hair on your head. Like um, you yeah. should really get somebody well, to, to braid it. It's it's grow over now is what's happening because there because there are some landing spots. <laughs> There's some there are some clearings and it's grown over the clearings now. But you know when it so you know it was thinning in some places. But now that I've kind of like I said I gotten through the struggle phase. It's like oh, okay, like like I got a little bit of my hairline back. It, it kind of grew back, you know. Okay, but and all the deforestation has stopped at the edges. You, you <laughs> should probably started. get a, you should probably get a, you should probably get it. Um... Should probably get it uh, braided, yo. I think I think you get it braided. Um, it's it's not quite long enough to get braided. It's it's too short to get braided. But um, yeah, I think the world would go crazy if I came back with uh, if I came back with braids. That's, I don't think they can handle it. Let me tell you something. The world would go crazy if you went out right now. I know I would go crazy. Like man, all right. First of all, let's go to the bathroom. I got my clippers. I knew this. I knew some shit like this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I expected some shit like this to happen. Come, come, come here for some. Let me just give you a two over. Let me just get put a two yeah. over. <laughs> but you know what's you know what's interesting though is during this period, mm-hmm. especially with the protests and the quarantine and everything, mm-hmm. I was very much of the mindset that I don't want to cut my hair. One because it's natural. Obviously, I should probably shape it up. So I haven't done that either. So that maybe no, that's my point. But my point is, I want to keep it growing because it one is natural. It says this is this is a natural part of me. I shouldn't have to cut it to make people feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So so that's uh, that's one thing. And then the other thing is, this is a crazy time. You know, if you if you if you're cutting your hair, if you're grooming yourself and making every, then everybody has the idea of like, oh, things are still warm normal my hair is a warning that shit is still crazy <laughs> i want people to know nah shit's wild out here bro look <laughs> i haven't had a haircut yeah you know because people get the false sense of security and then by me shutting my ha- uh cutting my hair i lend to their false sense of security They're like oh everything's safe glenn looks like a respectable negro uh i want him to look and be like oh <laughs> getting, getting rough out there. Hey man, uh, for me, hey, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you don't agree. Hey man, I, I'm not gonna say I, I'm not gonna say I disagree. I'm not gonna say that I do agree. I'm just gonna mark myself <laughs> present and and just be like, um, <laughs> uh, I was still cutting my. I, I think I was I was still cutting my own hair. I, I finally went and um. I did the great journey to the barbershop. Um, shout out to Genesis Barbershop. They they basically, um, because of the pandemic, they trimmed down their staff. So a lot of the, a lot of the barbers they had before um, um, went they went to their own separate locations or moved on. So it's mm. down to the base the base three the the, the you know the, the main three that they, that started the barbershop and they went down to the one barbershop. So there's some um, some good social distancing. Everything is done by style seat, so you have to make an appointment so they know that you're coming. The door is locked. They check your temperature when you go in the door. Um, mask on. We ain't doing nothing around the face. We'll trim up your beard, which is helping my beard out because I used to get it taken down, which wasn't yeah. prudent. You know, it wasn't prudent to, mm. you know, get your beard taken down. And then, you know, you're already having a struggle beard. And then you're like, let me take that bitch down. <laughs> right. right. You know, the other thing, that's the other reason why I'm not cutting my hair. Cause I will be damned if I cut my hair before this beard connects. This mother, this this beard is going to connect before the end of this. Shit. You you have a hair, you have a LeBron James hairline beard. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like if 
LeBron James' hair, head uh, of hair, was all my beard. It would look the same. There's patches. There's a little landing strip. You know what I mean? It actually looks like it actually looks like a pretty good urban development on my face. Is what, is what it looks like. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to get a good look. Like, I, I, this is what I, this is what I learned. This is this is a theory. I've said this on the podcast plenty of times. I think. Is your beard is based off weight? Now, what I mean by this, there are some people that are, that are, that are subject to the rule. For example, like Rick Ross, he has a nice beard. DJ Khaled, nice beard. They're also um, plus size guys. I don't know if I could use uh-huh. that term for men. Um, when sure. I sure when I was we'll allow it. Yeah, when I was plus size, when I was <laughs> when I was thicker than a snicker. All right, <laughs> um, I believe that the fat cells in my face were blocking the hair growth on my face causing my hair not to grow causing my beard not to grow properly um and this was just a theory but as i started losing weight and my face started slimming down my beard was coming in a lot more so which makes my hypothesis my hypothesis mm. may be correct my <laughs> my original and i think i think the, the correct term is my thesis statement <laughs> that I just made. So you're saying the fatter the fatter you get, the less your beard grows in. I believe evenly. there are some people that are, that are exception to the rule. You know, there are some plus size guys that we know. I won't name names who have full beards. You know what I'm saying? They are the exception to the rule. They have very strong um, beard glands. I don't know if that's a real <laughs> a part of the anatomy. I don't know. If that's I mean, a, I don't know. I think I'm going to disagree uh, only because my belly continuously. Um, it has, it has, uh, fluctuated, you mm-hmm. know, 30 pound weight window. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down, mm-hmm. but I know when I'm on the downside, it's not like my beard connects any easier, <laughs> but, it's, but it's not about, it's not about, it's not about the stomach. See, that's what we get messed up at. It's not about the stomach. I'm talking about the face. Mm. When you have fat cheeks. Oh, it's about the cheek. Okay. When you have fat I got cheeks. a strong face. That's where it is. I'm looking at a picture right now. I got strong cheekbones yeah yeah but but yeah so we have strong cheek but i just feel like if you have a fat face could be like for example i'm looking at this picture that jim sent me right and this is this is a wonderful before picture like i had a i had a, first of all i can't believe you let me go out the house like this i didn't know i was this damn big um <laughs> but um i'm looking and it's like okay cool my um my face is fat i have a little beard but because of my um my face is fat it doesn't like i have a beard at all but as my face was slimming, as my face is slimming down, I have a big beard. And my, my, mm. my, my beard, my beard, my beard glands, my beard glands, which I don't know if it's a real anatomy, part of the anatomy. My beard glands are strong enough now to push through the fat cells, causing me to have a full beard. Mm, interesting. Okay. No, I don't know if you're picking up what I'm placing down. Uh, I might have missed it. I might have missed it, but <laughs> but 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 I just want to make a point. That's only because I've been out here living. Yeah, but I'm I want to, but I want to make a point to say it's not about it's not about it's not about the stomach. Like yeah, my stomach is down, but it, my face also went down. So I'm thinking the more you lose weight in your face, the more your beard glands activate. Hmm. What you, what you okay. think? What you think? About? All right. I don't know. I don't know what I think about it. I mean, all all I know is uh, the growth will continue. <laughs> the growth will continue. My little experiment will continue. Although, you know, with all the craziness that's going months. on around now, yeah, it's been four months. Crazy, it has been four months, um, <laughs> but it's still crazy. We still don't know if we should be opening back up. As a matter of fact, Doctor Fauci was just saying that we might have like a hundred thousand cases a day. Uh, right now we're at like uh, five to 7% of the population that has uh, COVID or whatever. Imagine what happens when like 50 to 70% of the population has it. That's a crazy thought. Well, look, we all, I think we all. So, so what, so with that, mm-hmm. my beard is a warning. <laughs> Your beard is a warning, but you don't have a beard. You have a struggle beard. Yeah. And that's cause my you, struggle beard is a warning because you don't have strong beard glands. I feel like we're not going to come out of this virus situation until my beard connects. I feel like that's when, I feel like that's when it's going to come out. It's like that's when it's all going to end and, and come together. Is when my beard 
comes together. <laughs> Does Dr. Fauci have to come to you to tell you that your beard glands aren't I strong think that's what's going to happen. Dr. <laughs> Fauci is going to come in and inspect my beard and be like, it looks like we can all come out now. My beard is like the Groundhog Day of 2020. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Puxatoni Phil. You know, once it connects, that means we're safe. <laughs> I think that, um, I think once your beard connects, I, I want to I wanna do a Zoom show with a banner oh. that says Mission Complete. Like um, mission accomplished, <laughs> like George W. Bush, and I'm gonna put on a flight jacket, oh. and I'm just gonna be like, "We told you, sons of bitches." Mission gonna... accomplished. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> it is because it really has been. A, it's been a struggle. It's been a mission to try to get this thing to to go right. Anyways, yeah. we just spent like what, like twenty, thirty minutes talking about my scraggly beard. What's going? What else is going on? I, I, I kind of want to stay on this for a little bit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the struggle beard, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all should know about the struggle beard. The struggle beard is what is an indication of how life is going for you. And my beard, I feel like it's going right. It's going okay. Life is going all right, but it's a little bit out of control. <laughs> but yeah, man. And we haven't fully come together yet. That's what my beard is indicating. <laughs> my, my beard is an indication of America and where we're at right now. <laughs> okay, I just, I just feel like that. I, I just feel like that. You got to treat your beard. You don't you don't want to cheat mm. it. You don't, you, Actually, I started doing it. You don't want to cheat it. That. You don't want to cheat it. You want to treat it. Mm-hmm. What's your beard uh, regimen? But listen, what's your beard regimen? I started like? doing that. You I got uh, what's it called? Um, I got some natural stuff to put in it. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you. Know what? Uh, this is an unsolicited product plug right now. <laughs> for um, so so there's one that's a little bit more mainstream, uh, and it's called. Hold on. See, this is the thing about doing these podcasts when you're in the comfort of your own home. I could actually walk to where I need to to get what I'm doing. It's called Cantu Shea Butter. Oh yeah, uh, I got that. Natural I got hair. That. I got that. I got the yes. Cantu. I got the I got the Cantu um, leave-in conditioner. I have the Cantu okay. um, shampoo. Um, I have the okay. Cantu conditioner. I also had this thing called Beard Wash. I have the Beard Wash, and um, I have I like this little um, beard oil thing that I rub in. Um, I don't do it like they do it on Instagram. The, the the black man with the with the pecs and the six pack where he rubs his hands real slow, then he rubs his beard. I don't do all that. I just look at him. You don't do the LL Cool J. You don't do the the smooth hand rub together. I, I don't. I don't have that kind of time. I do have that kind of time, yeah. but not that kind of time where you know it's pretty. I'm like he's all soft with his, and I'm pretty rough with mine. I'm just like, all right, man. I got shit. I got stuff to do. Mm. You know, I got <laughs> right. This this has no sulfates, no silicones, no parabens, mm-hmm. or Phthalates, pH phthalates, phthalates. That sounds great. It has another thing that's dangerous, I guess. Yes. So Cantu, I got Cantu, but then I also got Respected Roots. Have you ever heard of Respected Roots? Never heard of it. Talk to me. Respected Roots. It sounds. <laughs> it sounds very. Um, you know, it, it, it's Neo very. Uh, it's a black-owned business. Neo you know, they Soul. sent it. They sent a little card in there that's like, "Yo, we're real. We're black-owned." Uh, mm-hmm. The bottle was the 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 container was a little bit small but a little bit goes a long way well you, so, you uh, have a patchy beard so it should last you two years at least <laughs> there's the certain well that's the thing if i just i think i'm just gonna oil or or treat the 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 areas where it's uh empty <laughs> the clearings what are you pulling weeds what do you mean <laughs> that's what's happening i'm I'm just going to treat the clearing i gotta treat my beard like a garden you know just like, i'm just gonna pull the weeds out pull out these <laughs> pull out these <laughs> Oh man! Put out these dandelions. Yeah, but other than trying to get my beard together, you know, uh, you know, things have been, things have been all right. We're just, we're just moseying along. You know, um, we started doing a puzzle the other day, so that's great. We're just trying to spend time doing things creative and and learning and and just you know, how many, get involved with the world. How many pieces? How many pieces? How many puzzle pieces you got? <clears throat> It's a, it, there's these little ass pieces, but there's um, it's a mini puzzle. But it's like a thousand pieces. It's a thousand that's, piece puzzle. That, that's a that's not a mini puzzle. That's a that's a that's a very big puzzle. <laughs> what I'm saying is the pieces are small. They're they're designed for like for like your your kids' hands, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. I'm a, I tried so, to I tried to do a puzzle before, and I just I think I, I first of all you did first of all you did a construction paper or something like don't you need like a piece of plywood or something to put the put the puzzle on. Mm. Cause you gotta, yeah, we got a um, no. We have a uh, it's a, like a lazy susan, so mm. we could spin it around. 
Oh, no, you know, no, 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 one no. person sitting in one spot, but no, we just spin around in the next person. But, but then we could slide it off onto a piece of cardboard and, and um, yeah, and you know, frame it if but necessary. Most professional puzzlers already had a cardboard on there. That way, you can just. You know. I am by far not a professional puzzler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm My puzzle skills are struggling. <laughs> My here's where I struggle with the puzzle. Sometimes a piece looks like it fits, but it doesn't fit. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. it doesn't go there. And if you do that, then you mess, then you cascade and mess up the rest of the puzzle. That's what you know. Put a puzzle, hammer to it. Puzzles, yeah, you said a hammer to it. Yeah, you put a hammer to it, yeah. And and then it just looks like a glitch in the matrix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, um, yeah, that's uh that's what's going on, man. That's what's going on. Just just doing that. Um, starting to work on some new things, trying to be creative, you know, it was kind of difficult during this whole period, um, trying to figure out exactly which way to, to be creative, you know, um, as a comedian, like, you know, we were used to kind of going real hard, just go, 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 um, work, 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 trying to, trying to make this thing happen, make this dream happen, be funnier, get, get, uh, more well noticed, get better crowds so you can continue, um, you know, being able to, to say what you want and, and put it out there. And it all kind of just came to a halt. So once that happened, it's like, well, what do I, what do I do now? I'm used to being out every night. I'm used to, you know, going, um, constantly thinking about how to grow and expand this uh, comedy business. So that constant thinking didn't stop, but the, the movement did. And now it's just trying to recalculate, retool and, and trying to make things, um, uh, keep the same trajectory, but maybe not the same path. Or, yeah. I'm sorry, keep the same um, uh, velocity, but not the same path. Yeah, this is, um, for me, it's been more of a work smarter, not harder um, <laughs> a movement. Uh, One of my favorite sayings. Yeah, I, I just feel like now it's forcing people to work a lot smarter. Um, you mm. can, you can, I mean, you can go out every week, every day and do like three or four or five, six mics or whatever. Um but I think one of the biggest takeaways I've taken away from it, and maybe I should have said this on your interview, but whatever. Mm. Uh, one of the takeaways that I've gotten is to trust trust you. And what I mean by that is a lot of times I will put I will put stuff on YouTube. And I, I had this conversation with Kason. Um A lot of times I will, put st- I will put stuff on YouTube and have it as unlisted. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and never be released, but it's just behind this wall. And now, and um, now was more of a. Um, now it's what are you eating? Grape eggs? What are you? What are you <laughs> no, no, sorry. I was just, I was just uh, unruffling a, a bag of chips. I'm sorry. You know, you, when you're doing these things, you get so comfortable because you know you're just at home. Yeah. You know, instead of in the studio, you just start doing any old thing. <laughs> like why are you? This, this, that's why like, we're supposed big, to be in a professional environment. Why your, why your, that's why your beard glands. That's why your beard glands ain't strong. You eat potato chips in a bit of a podcast, but um, but no, oh, I just learned, I, I learned how to just like put stuff out there and just whatever happens happens you know and it all started with right. my album um I, I was you know i put it out there on itunes and spotify for everybody to listen to uh the reception has been great but at the same time it, it was nerve-wracking because you know when you put something out there to the world um rest assured you know somebody's got some smoke for you you know somebody's gonna be like oh this shit was trash or, or that wasn't <laughs> right, funny. right right i'm offended but you know one of the reasons why there are instagram comedians and youtube famous people is because they don't care they're just gonna put it out there and you know, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be glitz and glamour. It doesn't have to have all the fancy lights and stuff like that. All you need is your phone. Um, and That's the thing, man. That's the thing. It's like you know, the the perfect becomes the enemy of the good. Because sometimes, as comedians, we're like such perfectionists in terms of like the craft of what we say and our and our words and whatnot. You don't want to put it out there unless it's the epitome is unless it's the exact thing that you wanted out there, you know, but that exact thing only exists in your mind, the way that it actually comes out and you present it and you share it with the world is usually different. So when you're stuck in your mind thinking like, Oh, I just, I need to, I need to get the joke to where it's here, where it's here. Sometimes that'll just prevent you from putting it out and and sharing it with the world, you know? Um, And that's a, that's the thing that I've also, uh, come to come to come to terms with, and it's actually hindered me because because we wanted to or we're starting to do our own um, show, which is gonna which is gonna happen soon. But uh, part of it is is 
slowing up and not doing it because of that. It's like, oh, well, I want it to be perfect. But it's like it doesn't get perfect until you actually start doing, you know. So that's the only way. To, that's why comedy is so cool because it's like because you have to fail. Like, that's the thing. That's where I fell in love with it because it's like, no, you got to <laughs> fail to be great. And I'm like, oh, I could do that. I could I could fail all day. Like, <laughs> if I, if I got to fail to make it work. Yes. You're saying I got to fail to get successful? I am perfect for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, but basically it's like that trial and error, figure things out. Because I'm all about, like, make, like going doing what's right and, and figuring out how to do what's right. You gotta, you're going to sometimes uh, fail um, or, or not succeed or make a mistake or something. But in doing that, you learn how to make your, your thing, whatever it is, better. Yeah, I mean... You know, I mean, and I mean, that's what I, that's what, that's what I'm, you know, that's the thing that's, that's the struggle because you you like, this joke has to feel, hit this, this joke has to do that, whatever. And that's, this is when you're just doing your normal set, right? It's like, oh, the punchline is here. But, um, yeah. but when you, you know, when you're putting content out, hashtag content, um, and being a content creator, you just got to put it out mm-hmm. there and, and let the, and right. you got to build it. And, you know, that's one of the, that's one of the things that, um, that's one of the adventures I'm working on, especially now with my daughter. We're building, we're building something. We just recorded our first episode. It's called The Little Lamb that, um, the Browns had a little lamb. And, um, by the time y'all hear this. I like shit, it. I, I, I haven't seen the whole thing or whatever. Cause I have a problem here. I have a problem with watching other people's kids do stuff. Cause I'm like, that's creepy. Just, you know what I mean? Like, tell yeah. me about it later. But um, I saw it, and then I was like, "Oh, let me check this out. Let me let me see what uh, is going on." But I haven't watched the whole thing. But Deja's got some. She's got some comedic talent. She got some chops, man. Yeah, you sh- you should see her. Um, this episode drops to um, well, this one by the time this comes out, you know, it already would have dropped, but it comes out Wednesday, and um, on, on on our YouTube channel is a ten minute video. And um, the premise is basically the title is called "The Browns Had a Little Lamb," and it's me and Deja. Um, using the air fryer for the first time and preparing his lamb to put in the air fryer. <laughs> oh man! Listen, you ain't you ain't say nothing but a word, bro. I know about the air fryer. I know about that life, and I am I am uh, I am very supportive of it. <laughs> so um, this episode drops um, Wednesday at midnight. So uh, and she's excited. She uh, the funny thing about her is um, was is wait. The- so does that mean tonight? Tonight? Yeah, it drops at midnight. Tonight. Oh, nice! Yeah, my, the, that's exciting. The the episode by um, my season finale show for this for the podcast just dropped um, this morning. I, I've I've learned how to schedule things out now on on this, on the different types of platforms, which is also okay. a great help too. So, um, okay, so you you you've come up in your in your talents. Yeah, so, throughout all this. Yeah, and and, and the, the great thing and, and the great thing is like I said, is it doesn't have to be perfect. You just got to put it out there. And, and get a buzz going, and when you and and, mm-hmm. consist, and consistency, you know, right, um, right. And th- those are those everything that I just said was stuff that I was lacking because, you know, you get so wrapped up on trying to get on the stage. It's like I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, and I want to do this. And had I not, if had this this pandemic not happened, I wouldn't have time to sit. I, I wouldn't have had the time to sit back and evaluate. You know, I have a podcast right. that I pay. Uh, a, I pay a subscription once a month to put my podcast on all different platforms, right? But I'm not right. recording on a consistent basis. Why is that? Cause right. I, you know. So why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a YouTube station that I've had for almost ten years. I haven't put anything. I have a lot of stuff behind the wall, but I haven't put anything out. Why is that? Right. <laughs> you know. And right. So it's it's one of those things where we, uh, uh, everybody hopefully. And uh, hopefully, and not hopefully, because I don't, I don't root for everybody. But I, root for, I, I, <laughs> but I root. Hey, I like that you're being honest. I like that you're being real. Yeah, I root for a lot of people, but I don't root for everybody. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but hopefully, everybody root for you or not. I, I hope everybody's using this time wisely, not only to just be, not only to, um, to work harder, work smarter, but also to, um, be create create and right and and do it in a smart in a smart way and 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 this better time management you don't really you know you know it's funny in this whole time this whole pandemic you don't realize how much time you at work <laughs> oh yeah you know oh yeah you don't i mean you don't realize how much how draining it is as well yeah you know the thing that i the thing that i um am saying not that i am you know all for this uh this pandemic or whatever but 
the sky was super clear. You know, you go take a walk and you're and you're you're surrounded yourself with nature now, and you're kind of taking a, a um, stop back. Um, you said it earlier, um, maybe not on the podcast, but you said it earlier to me. Is like it's like a factory reset, and then you get to you, your settings are clear. Yeah. And so I don't know. I think that that is going to have a dramatic effect on how people feel in this country about going back to work or whatever. Because before it's like the hustle and bustle. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do. Um, you got to go to work. You got to do uh, all the stuff to survive and make it. And then all of a sudden it stops. No money's coming in. And now people are kind of looking around like, oh, well, it's been three months and I haven't died. So I guess that wasn't the most important thing to always do or to, you know, slave after and, and do. And I think there's going to be kind of like an awakening of like, all right, well, what do we want the next, you know, the next uh, iteration of what happens in this country to be, you know, is it going to still be that kind of hustle and bustle, everybody moving, everybody doing things, yeah. um, spending all this time at work, not seeing your kids. Is that still going to be what we're, what we're looking forward to, or is this going to like change the fabric of society where we actually value time with our kids, time with our families, time, you know, time with, are we going to start valuing people? I think that's what's going to come out of this. Cause for a long time, we have value capital and money and whatnot. But right now it looks like there may be a change to valuing nature and people. And I think, you know, the, the Corona, the virus is to thank for that. Um, if, if anything. Yeah. Um, you know, even like if you, cause I work from home, I work from home now. So, um, you know, you take, you take that eight hours away where you take that 10 hours away, where it's the hour to work and an hour back from work. Right. And, the, and the mm-hmm. in between that, it's that eight, it's that eight hours. So that's 10 hours. Right. Um, I feel that I feel that ten hours now with working out, um, strategizing, working, of course, but you know, there's others, others, other things. You know, playing with my kids, yeah, talking spending, kids. hanging out with your kids, right? yeah, and learning about my kids. And you don't realize, you know, because before that, you know, you at work ten hours, and and not just my schedule, but you know, you, you work ten hours, and then you come home, you're tired, you got to help your kids with their home. By the time you do all of that. It's eight o'clock. Everybody go to bed. <laughs> right. That's and that's just a normal family. This is not even me, the comedian, and it's just a random day where I have a show. So not only on top of that ten hours, am I you know working? Then there's another four hours of of a show, four or five hours of show time. You know, what I'm saying? right? So that's fifteen and hours. And then and then dri- and then you're driving. You got to drive back and forth and all that. Yeah. So that's sixteen. You talking about sixteen, seventeen hours, and we haven't even. Added in eating or sleeping, right? <laughs> so you literally have seven right. hours to to yourself before taking you... a shit. Those are some of the greatest. You know what I mean? <laughs> that used to be the only time when you could be alone with your thoughts. You know what I mean? Like in a bathroom, and now it's like you have all day to be alone with your thoughts, as opposed to waiting for. You know, I think I think uh, the male the male shitting room is going to be a casualty of corona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because now we're gonna want that room everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, he's, 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 you know, so you're looking at a 17 hour day. You finally get home. That's that. You have seven hours to do whatever, but that's like midnight, one o'clock. You know, you got to unwind from all of that because you haven't unwind yet. You're still going. You've been going for 14 hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, 17 hours. So you haven't even unwind yet. So add another hour in there, right? Add another hour in there. To unwind, probably going to eat some. Probably, if you like me, you're going to get on the sticks for a little bit. Maybe play two games of uh, 2K. I right. Play, I play 12 quarters. I mean, I play, I play 12 minute quarters for 12 minute quarters. So. Oh, you play 12 minute? What are you doing? What is your scores like? Oh no, they just are regular NBA scores. With 12 minutes, how are you not scoring like like 200 points? Oh no, because on NBA 2K, I do, I do my player. So, uh, okay. there, you know, I have my substitutions and stuff like that. So. Out of forty eight minutes, I pro- uh, according to my statistics, I only average thirty six minutes a game. So I get a. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, it sounds like you're really trying to prepare for your contract negotiation. Oh yeah, this in two K. Glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm actually in my final year of my deal. I'm a four time <laughs> defensive player. I'm a three time league MVP. I'm also. Can you a, can you put that in there? Can you complain about like okay, I need to get this much because of like? Do they have a thing where you can input? The stats that you want them to uh, to um, consider. Uh, I'm not sure yet. Uh, this is my fi- this is my final year of my of my. Oh, so you about to you about to see? Yeah. Hopefully they don't do you greasy. 
Yeah, I, I don't have I don't have much interest. I'm a um I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm four time defensive player, three time league MVP. I'm also rookie of the year. I've also won um two time I've won three championships. I've been two times um finals MVP. So I should I should oh, get a healthy okay. a healthy deal. Um Oh, so you you you're you're uh the goat of this season of Yeah, yeah, I should I should get a healthy deal. I'm also at the GM trusts me enough to come up with personnel decisions. Um, so, you know, I, oh, he I, asked you what you think. Huh? Yeah, yeah. We should add this player. We should trade, you know, not trade this person. So wait, do you think, do you think this is an interesting point though? Do you think that, uh, sports are going to take over now because people are going to be into that and we're not going out to sporting events. People are just going to watch it on, but on the video games, you think, you think that's, no, thing that's going to happen? No, ESPN tried that. They tried to have, like, the 2K joints. And, <laughs> and nobody was rocking with no, it. Nobody was rocking with it, man. We need we need live sports back. Uh, I, but when it's, when it's <laughs> safe, I think the NBA is supposed to come back, like, in July. And, um, yeah. Uh, well, it is July now, but they're supposed to be back. Well, and, that's um, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see, man. The season's supposed to start back up. We'll see. Um, the NFL is back. It's supposed to be coming back. I don't know. A lot of those sports, man, I don't see how you can socially distance. <laughs> and play a sport, right? Yeah. I don't know how you can adhere to Dr. Fauci's um, wishes and, and not, uh, <laughs> you know, wear a mask underneath your helmet. No. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense because you got to actually come in contact with other people. Like, yeah. What? What is the point of that, you know? But wrestling is making it happen. You know, the WWE is making it happen. They're, they're doing their their shows every week. And, um. I don't know what they're doing to make it make it successful, but you know it's work it's working out for them. They only had they they they've been doing shows since April, and mm-hmm. they only had a few cases, positive cases or whatever. Mm. And uh, I mean, I I mean, even though that's not good, it's still kind of good if you think about the fact that it's been four months and they only they just they just now recently um, reported their first few cases. Um, it would be crazy if wrestling is the thing that shows that coronavirus is fake. <laughs> <laughs> if wrestling is what actually determines that the coronavirus is fake, that'll be wild. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, man. Um, but um, it's a weird, it's a weird ass time, and I don't know how to. I don't actually know how to navigate it or or what, but. I know, I know that I miss things. I know it sounds like you miss live sports a lot. You know what I miss the most during this period right now? What's that? The movies, man. I miss going to the movies. I miss having like a good movie that I'm excited to see uh, coming out and and going to to check it out in the theater. That's like I didn't. I mean, I always knew that that was my my thing, but like it just has become more apparent. Like, oh man, that's something that I I really would not want to go without. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 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 once again, once again, and, and I forgot who I was talking to, but um, when we was talking about this, but somebody, uh, it wasn't a podcast, just a regular um, conversation. But they was like, "Yo, the, the movie theaters have been caught slipping." You know, you you know, you, because now movies don't have to go to you, niggas. You washing dishes? <laughs> no, I, I just I wash my hands. I wash my hands. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to live life, Mike. You know what I mean? Like, is you washing dishes? No, but um, I just, I just I had to wash my hands for. Uh, but no, but, safety reasons. But no, but you know, movie theaters been quite out there because now it's like, yo, I don't have to watch a movie in the movie theaters and not worry about. I could watch it at home and not worry about getting shot. You know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I could. Just... Well, I mean, but I think there, are, you know, just for like there are some people who are like i don't care if sports come back right because mm-hmm. that's not their thing yeah. there are people who i don't care if the movies come back because that's not their thing but i think that there's enough people in each of those categories that those things will return you know what i mean yeah. like i think the 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 want of people to go into a movie theater and see a movie it will return but it might not i could be wrong i could be the only person who misses doing that you know what i'm saying no i think um, I which do, would suck i do think this is a great opportunity for movie theaters to convert from outdoors to indoors <clears throat> i mean mm. indoor from indoors to outdoors well there's that but there's also could be the um you know they could they could uh go through have less seats they can condense. I mean, this is a time when people can really look at what their business model is and basically retool it. You know what I mean? If your business model isn't built to sustain this, how could it be built better? 
um, after this. And I think that's something that a lot of people are going to start looking at. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of businesses. I know that we did it and, uh, as level of comedy. We looked at what we were doing and um, and we started trying to figure out how we were going to retool and, and what we're going to do because we were kind of a live entertainment business. So we got to figure out what are we going to do now? What do we do now in this period? And I think a lot of businesses are going to do that. And, you know, this this whole thing with, you know, these companies that are getting these bailouts and everything, um, when that happens, it doesn't make them it doesn't make them think about what they're supposed to do next. You know what I mean? Like, like, why is your business not able to withstand this? You've been running for a long time. How come you couldn't take that hit? Um, that's that's one thing that we're going to we're going to end up seeing. They keep throwing out all these bailouts and then these companies basically don't have to make any hard decisions. But a lot of hard decisions need to be made, as evidenced by the economy shutting down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... I, I feel don't, like that was too much economic uh, talk right there. No, 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 you're fine. I was trying to, I was trying to articulate. I was trying to get my brain to, to, to digest oh. what you were saying. You said a lot. You said a mouthful. I was, I, was, I, was, I was putting my fork and knife into what you was um, speaking. I was... <laughs> I was trying, dig in. I was trying to dig in. I was trying to die. I was trying to dive in. Trey Song's voice, but no, um, yeah, um, like even at Broken My Counter, we've been thinking about if we, you know, if we ever got back to live shows, you know, like well, because you know, we we had an open mic, you know, we didn't just right. have, you know, we didn't just have a regular, you know, our once a month. We also had an open mic, and how that would look, and we would get like, you know, we, you know, we was getting like 30, 40 comics coming, you know, 20, 30 comics, but sometimes yeah. we got the forty. So how do you, how do you? How do you safely, how do you safely um, conduct an open mic with forty three people <laughs> touching yeah. the, touching yeah, the microphone? That's that's another thing. Where do the practice spaces go? You know, yeah. Where do the practice spaces go for, um, you know, during this during this time? Because that's a big part of comedy. It's not just getting up there and do the big show. All these comics, they they go to these little rooms to to um to work it out before they get to that big stage so where where do those little rooms go because you know great you could have you know a big you know comedy store or improv or whoever but if you don't have those little spaces um where where do people go to to um i think everybody's gonna to go i think I, I i do think the sign up on site mics are gonna go away and it's gonna go i think they're gonna explode yeah, I think I think if anything, they're going to um, it's going to, and, and this is me thinking out loud. Well, for us as a unit, mm -hmm. uh, I think more it would be more of a scheduled mic where it was like, okay, uh, third people sign up. You got to sign up. In, you have to sign up in advance, and then we have to like schedule, like do a reverse timeline. Say, okay, um, you tend to got to come between the hours of eight and nine. And then you know they already do that in LA. They do that in LA. Okay. They have uh, they have like the sign up sheets where it's slotted basically, and I guess I think the app is actually called Slotted, and you and you basically you sign up for your spot, um, and you know they do like a, it's like a five dollars spot or five dollars a, a thing, so you might actually you might actually be able to do something like that. You know what I mean? Five dollars a five dollars a um, a space. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, I was, um, saying, so I was thinking about like phases though. So basically, it's mm. like, so you sign up, and the first ten people are are in from eight to eight thirty. Then the next ten right. comes from eight thirty to nine o'clock. You know? Well, that, yeah, that's that's how they do it. They have they have it down to like the the five the five minute mark, mm -hmm. where it's like okay, if you miss your spot, then you just miss your spot. You pay five dollars and miss your spot. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm I'm just talking about like no, you can't even come to the mic until. Not eight thirty. <laughs> so like, unless you're an audience member. So say it's like you, Stephanie, Brandon. And these 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 are just random names, right? And like, and y'all all sign up. So you all are in the eight to nine nine eight thirty block, right? Yeah. And that and that's your time. You can't go over your time, whatever. When you're done, y'all got to go. Now, it, it ain't no Interesting. But see, th but that's the hard part because you you're supposed to um. You know, you want to have uh, the ability to have some feedback. You know what I mean? So, yeah. How do you handle that? Because 
Well, you get even if it's you, comics, you still want feedback, right? Yeah, yeah but you so that those so my thing so in my thinking as I'm thinking about this out loud, those ten people will be your feedback as y'all get the hell up out of the mic. <laughs> gotcha. So you only get the yeah yeah. So like you're only in the you're only in that building for those ten people, like unless you're an audience member, right? But like. Cause it gets so crowded. I'm just thinking about like a shenanigans. It gets so crowded. Like after you do your set, everybody's like in the back talking and stuff like that, right? But right, we, right. We're not going to have that. So it would be like in your block, y'all. Y- you know, y'all can still yep. be in the back, whatever. Y'all do y'all set, and then once eight thirty hit, y'all leave because a new wave is coming in, and then that gives us mm. an opportunity. But to send that might be cool too, because then you can you can get everybody to sit up front as opposed to like commiserate in the back. Now we're talking kind of inside baseball. People who haven't been to the mic are going to be. Like what the hell? Yeah. But uh, yeah, you could, you know that that kind of works, man. You yeah, could have so. people do that. But actually, do you remember the first, uh, or not the first? It was, as a matter of fact, I think your show is one of the last shows that I ever did the um, at Shenanigans, and there was some guy who was like coughing, and I was like, "What the fuck is this guy?" Like, yeah, <laughs> like get this guy out of here. And then he got on the mic and. This is before everything happened. I had wiped down the mic with uh, Lysol and everything before I got on. Mm-hmm. I was doing that shit before it was cool. You know what I mean? Because nobody else was paying attention. I was like, y'all don't see? They're talking about coughing, and this dude in the front row keep coughing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Get him! <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, that, that was around the time we all, when I I was one of the ignorant people. And I, and I admit it. I was like, yeah. I was like, man, this is this is black people's revenge. Hey, only white people catching the coronavirus. Ha, 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 ha. And then, and then right. Rudy Gobert caught it. I'm like, God damn it, Rudy. God I know, damn right? It. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, man. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that was, uh, eye opening. You know what I mean? To see that. And then he said he's still not, he's still not healed. Yeah. Which is wild. But that's because he's young and athletic. And I mean, you know, you got those good genes, whatever, so. You know, I, I can't. You got them athletic, those athletic uh, football or um, basketball genes. Yeah, I can't take those. I can't. I can't afford those type of chances. <laughs> I can't afford yeah. those chances. But yo, hey, it's hey. I'm I'm about to wrap this joint up. I got to get ready for this meeting. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, snap. Okay. No, you good though. Look, but... Did we talk? Did we talk about good stuff? Was it? Uh, oh no, no. Useful? Was it... No, I think. Hey, look, I always think everything is good, man. I don't. I don't think anything is trash. Um, I, I just. I just hope that. Um. I just hope that your beard grows in. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything, yeah, I yeah, get that's you. my biggest. That's, that's my biggest takeaway. My biggest takeaway is, um, uh, my biggest takeaway is, is, is just you know, it's changed, man. It's good. It's and, 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 it's and hopefully from from the podcast or the people gather that when we talk to each other, whoever I talk to, it's just like it's just a bunch of people just on the cell phone having a conversation. <laughs> Pretty much, and just you know, because literally we're on our cell phone, and um, just talking and just you know, it's like catching up, and you just get to be a part of the phone conversation. But I mean, uh, it's always good stuff, man. Especially when I'm, I'm I'm chopping up with you. It's been a minute, you know, chopping it up, man. Um, it has, you know. I can I just say there has been a time, and I don't know if anybody else who's out there listening, but when this whole thing first started, I was very much like uh, kind of just taken to myself, just kind of being a hermit, which is not um exactly by default mode but you know it was a crazy time it was a crazy time it was wild and you know you're trying to figure out what's best for you what's best for your family or whatever and i just hadn't been i hadn't been really communicating with anyone you know so uh it's just uh it it really now i'm starting to kind of i guess get adapt to it and now i'm kind of coming back out talking and and whatnot to, to people or whatever. But for a long time, I don't know about you, but when I first started, it was just like, all right, what are we doing in this household before, you know, going out to try to like do the next big thing, comedy or whatever. So, so yeah, this conversation was well warranted. I miss, I miss chatting with you. I forgot how much fun we used to have, man. But, we, don't, uh, we don't even talk anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, real quick. Yeah. Tell the people how to get in contact with you on social media, stuff like that. Oh, man. So uh, if you check out Glenn Lawrence Comedy, you could uh, find me there. Also, uh, Level Up Comedy, uh, Level Up underscore comedy on uh, Instagram uh, and uh, Twitter. Uh, We have the YouTube channel, Level Up Comedy. You could check that out. Uh, We're supposed to be releasing some new content. I keep saying that we're doing it and it's in the works. But there's just like a lot of there's a lot of creative things that are happening um, right now. And 
I think it'll be a flood in the next like next year or something. It'll be like, oh damn, he did this. Oh damn, he did this. But for right now, it seems like nothing's happening, and then, and then the floodgates will open up. But yeah, those are the ways you get in contact with Glenn Lawrence Comedy, Level Up Comedy, on all your social media platforms. Holla at me. All right, man. I really appreciate you again. And uh, don't go nowhere yet. Uh, shout out to um, everybody. Hold on, as I put my sound, my soundboard is never ready. Uh, give it up one more time for my man Glenn Lawrence. Ooh. Don't go nowhere. And uh, we'll be right back on the Open Mic Radio podcast. Yo, and that's it, man. Thank y'all for listening to the Open Mic Radio podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. Welcome back. That was my man Glenn Lawrence. All his information is going to be like it always is underneath the, um, um, it's going to be underneath the description as always. Thank you all the ones and twos that listen and you know what time it is. It's time for us to go ahead and, uh, break it down. <laughs> Hell yeah. So yeah. Hey girl. I'm kidding. Um, thank you for listening. Make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube channel. What's my YouTube channel? Shout out to um, my daughter, Deja. We do um, hashtag content, content creators. Subscribe. Um, check out our first episode. And well, depending upon when this comes out, all of the episodes out. Make sure you check, like, subscribe, share, whatever. I don't know. Um, also, if you're new to the show, make sure you subscribe, follow, like. Uh, to all the listeners, make sure that you leave a comment. Um, like email me at openmicradio at gmail.com. I take those emails, take those, I take those emails. I'll read them on the season finale. We have a few more episodes left people. Um, we're tracking all the way to 100 episodes and I can't wait. Um, until again, until we all meet again until next Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, who I'm about, you know, who I'm about to queue up. You know, if you're a listener, you know, who I'm about to queue up or do I want to queue up the candies with me? This is your girl, Candace with a K, August like the month. You can catch me uh, on the interwebs at www.prettyfunnyent.com. I am here chilling with my folks, Mike B on the Open Mic Radio Podcast. Follow him on the web.